I always try and get some interesting guests on the Get More Success show for you. And I was really interested in Damien. Now, Damien is a guy who started off, he bought his first house on a credit card, secured it by a credit card, and then built that up to around $20 million worth of houses. He had uh, apparently had over 150 rental houses in seven states in the USA, and then lost the lot. And I thought, that has to be a lesson that teaches you a significant learning around success. So I reached out to him and we had a conversation and I thought, this is really great stuff. And I wanted to share uh, that conversation with you. So here he is, Damien Lupo, uh, talking to us about what is success, particularly pertinent after you've lost absolutely everything that you've built up. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his It's showtime. 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 And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. Welcome back to another edition of the Get More Success Show. I'm your host, Warwick Mary. Now, today, I have a gentleman on the line who has done some amazing things. Like, he has started off a, uh, a property portfolio using his credit card and got it up to almost $20 million worth and then lost the lot in the, in the crash that happened in 2008. Uh, he's also started up his own uh, concept of Uniconomics, which I'm going to be interested in finding out what that is, uh, as well as being a best-selling author in personal finance, hosts his own podcast, and is a, a founder of, of over 30 different companies and the founder of his own, his own martial arts, Yukido. Would you please welcome to the show, Damien Lupo. Welcome, Damien. Hey, it's really good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Now, to start off with, I just want to ask the question I ask everybody, which is how do you define success? Someone who has achieved uh, so much, done so much, and had the ups and downs. I'm really interested as to how would you define success? I would say that it's it's being truly happy with the least amount of everything. And it, for me, it was the opposite when I was building up my stuff where more was better, and it was, but it was never enough. And so I didn't really understand the fulfilling nature of life. I was focused on success. So when I wrote Reinvented Life, there's a chapter called Success Versus Fulfillment. And fulfillment tends to be about a narrow group of things, people that we go very deep with. And in what I found myself doing back then was focusing on success being a never-ending amount of stuff, things, money, houses, women, wine, all this stuff. And, and that's, that was the shift I made into a, wow, okay, let me say no to everything, just about, and say yes to a very small number of people and things and really go deep. And that's where I found, if you will, true success where there's joy in the deeper understanding of, of heading towards mastery versus the shallow bounce off of a million different things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's not uncommon to hear people who have accumulated stuff feel the more stuff they have, the emptier that they are. And they are surrounded by people who like them for their stuff rather than for who they truly are as an authentic self. Did you find that when you were gathering the stuff you were surrounded by uh, for want of a better word, hangers on yeah, I think that that's a, it's an unfortunate reality of stuff. And it's, it's why we have, in the United States, we've got uh, the Kardashian followers and, and people, it, it, people are famous for being famous for the shine and the bling and the stuff. And, and you get that at different levels, whether it's just your neighbor and, and people see you with, like when I had my Ferrari, and, you know, there were people that were very impressed. And I was impressed with myself, even though it didn't feel really great inside. I could pretend it was, it was all good. 
But you definitely have a following of, of the people that look at that stuff because it's the never-ending shiny object where people are following to, to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And then you know, they want to chase that stuff. So I think it's very common. Um, but it never ends either. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, no matter what, you're always someone who's got more than you. And you're like, well, I need to get more. And it's, but it, it, you know, uh, it sounds like it's an empty journey or it's, a, it's an endless treadmill that's, that, that has, doesn't have that satisfaction. It is. It's a never-ending thing, and there's there's a, a, a FOMO effect, the fear of missing out, where people are, are chasing what they they see on Facebook. They see this never-ending stream of people's highlight reels of their life, and they go, "Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good." It's and now it's baked into our our relationship scene when you have things like Bumble and Tinder, where it's a never-ending stream of new opportunities to go and hook up, and it's it really kind of degrades the the ability and our focus on going deep and really staying committed. We're just it's easy to bounce from thing to thing. Uh, it, it's it's actually quite scary because I don't think a lot of people understand what it is to commit anymore. It's yeah. just too to chase the next shinier object. So what was it that turned you around and where you felt that um, success was rather than the stuff was that going deep and being true to yourself? Well, one of the funny things when you lose $20 million and and you realize, okay, maybe my net worth and self-worth being tangled together isn't the best idea when you lose all that stuff. I, you start asking different questions. If, if you're smart, you ask new questions. And if you don't know the new questions, like I, I didn't know what to ask, I got help. And it was, the turning point was really going deep into that conversation where I had a guy I worked with asking me one question for two years. And the question was, what is true? Asking that question helps you go conscious in a very, very short period of time. A matter of 15 seconds, you go into a consciousness of, of reality, not, not, not delusion. And, and going deeper and deeper into that over a period of weeks and months and years, it, it, you really acknowledge the truth. And what's true is kind of ugly if you've, if you've had a life of just stuff. So getting to that point, I said, okay, I don't want that life. I, I want a life that's, that's fulfilled. It's just, that's not just success. I don't want to pile a success on my floor. Mm. I actually want a, a life of, of fulfillment, this journey. And the, the big shift was figuring out what the, the C in a peak life was. So I look at, at, at life the human needs of life, that, that there's a peak life and then there's like this S, you know, which stands for significance and security, which is what we do. We chase shiny objects and we chase cash. And we think that that's going to be make us happy. But I think it's more like S-H-I-T and that's what the other S is. Whereas the peak life, you've got the people, the experiences, the environment and your contribution. And now focusing on the contribution is really where a deeper fulfilled life lies and, and everything else takes care of it itself. If if I'm in that space of contribution. So that's really been the shift going into contribution versus consumption, which is, I was really good at, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think there's a lot of people like, okay, so you're telling me consumption's bad, but I'd really like to try it for a while just to be sure. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think trying, it's like buying in people say, well, I want a big house. Great. You know, try the big house, go rent it, go try it for a week or a month. And so it's not, there's nothing necessarily inherently bad or good about, the stuff, it's just a question of whether you make your life about the stuff or whether you have the experience with the peak life, the experience, because that's what we want. Do you really want a 7,000 foot house or do you want the experience of a house or is it the significance you're trying to prove something? Why do you want that house? So it's a different question. Yeah. All right. So let me, let's talk about uh, uh, now that you're feeling more uh, connected with the world and it's less about the stuff. What, what have, What's got you there? Like in terms of what's been the secret to your success in, in terms of 
creating a, a best-selling author book, creating your own businesses and being able to contribute, what are the key factors that have helped you get there? I mean, part of this was I was, I was leveraging off one of those, those S's in the beginning and the significance. I was just trying to prove that I was worth something uh, when I dropped out of college. I was actually thrown out of college because I started a store and put the bookstore out of business. So they, they let me go, uh, if you will. And, and so, the, you know, these different moments, I mean, I, I've been thrown out of different things. Like I got fired from a volunteer job, which is, I don't know how anybody gets fired from a volunteer <laughs> job. I, apparently, I, it was a, a political campaign that I wanted to win, and everybody else just wanted a, their next job, and so I got fired. I think these, I was willing to do things that other people weren't willing to do because I didn't care as much about looking stupid. And there was, there was a youthful naivety around trying. And what trying usually, in my experience, means people are, are using it as an excuse. I'll try that. They don't actually do it. And then they have an excuse. Trying means I did something that didn't work in my mm -hmm. mind. So I, I've tried things. And, and having failure as the, as the verb versus it becoming me, the difference between the people that are hyper successful, that are really the people we look up to, they've just fallen on their faces a hell of a lot more than most of the population. So that's been my secret is, is doing that stuff. And then ultimately, the biggest moment, the biggest shift where I went into the space I'm at now was, was sitting across from my dad a few years ago before he passed away, where he had about, about six weeks until he died. And he looked at me and we were just talking and it was basically our final conversation. And he looked at me and he said, you know, there were just so many things that I wanted to do. And I saw regret and yeah. I felt regret. And I said, oh, uh, that that that's hell on earth. I, I I don't ever want to do that. So what do I need to shift? And that was the moment where everything really shifted. It wasn't okay to play small. There was only one option. It was to play big to compete with my potential instead of competing with my neighbor. And that's that's where everything really changed. So what are some of the things that you that are on your want to do list that you know has been inspired by that conversation with your dad? Well, one of the things that I focus on a lot is is really breaking people out of their their belief systems for retirement and financial, you know, the ideas behind what it means to be financially free and having a retirement. So I was doing this really small. Now my, my mission is to free a million people from financial bondage. And that is a big ass mission to mm. really, it doesn't mean showing somebody how to make a million bucks or how to get a million bucks or 10 million or whatever. It's truly breaking the shackles and the shackles are a confidence game because once somebody has the confidence around creation, there's really nothing that can keep them trapped. It doesn't matter if their money goes away. It doesn't matter what the economy does. It doesn't matter who gets elected. It, it, it just doesn't matter because their belief in their own ability is what sets them free. So my, my focus is the million and the million creates a ripple effect because the average person has about 600 people in, that are in their, you know, their world. Not, and I'm not talking about Facebook friends. You know, 5,000 people on your Facebook does not matter. But there's about 600 people that we know that are in our cell phones. Yeah. And that's, that's 600 million people that get influenced by those million that are free. That basically will change the world. It'll tilt the world in a different way. So that's my mission. That's a lot bigger than anything I've ever done in the past yeah. trying to make bucks here or there. Yeah. So how far down the path of the million people are you? That's a good question. I know I've been heard by, I've, I've had about 3 million people hear me. So there, it's, it's planting seeds from those, those people that, that are starting to hear things. And so I, I don't know, and I don't know if I'm going to actually be able to measure that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. One of the things that I think is important is for us to track the drivers in our life and not necessarily the outcomes all the time. We tend to look at things and say, well, once I have X, then it'll be good and yeah. I'll be happy. 
then instead of saying my daily engagements, like training in martial arts, I fall in love with the process. And therefore, when I show up, it's, it's like bliss. It's not, okay, when I become a black belt, then I'll be happy. So I'm thinking about what we're doing here. I'm sharing and, and, and giving the best of who I am to whoever's listening. I know that if I show up, somebody's going to listen. I don't know if it's going to be one person or 10,000 people. So I'm focusing on the inputs. And that's, that's where um, I spend my life. It's not necessarily on that million. I just know the million will be a consequence of the actions that I'm taking today, like with you today. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's, so let's spread some of that uh, special secret source of freedom from financial bondage. So what, what would you say would be the, you know, um, without you know, giving away all your intellectual property, what would be the, the top three things that people should start to consider to be free of these, uh, the financial bondage? Well, to, to understand that nobody's going to care about your money more than you will. And this, this, there's a mistaken belief that we're too stupid to manage our own money. So people will hand their money over to somebody else and that uh, somebody else will tend to just feed their money to death. And, and ultimately we end up waking up and we're not, we're not free. We might, and we definitely don't have the money we thought we had. So people have this sort of this weird strategy called hope and they (laughs) take a big, a big intake. They, they smoke this huge doobie. It's called the smoking hopium. They just (laughs) smoke it and then they go, all right, I got a plan. I'm going to hand my money over. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of because nobody's going to care about your stuff. Like they're going to care about their fees. So really detaching from this idea that you're too stupid or it's too complex. That is a, that's a nonsensical approach. I I hear that in small business all the time. Like the most important documents in a business are your profit loss and your balance sheet. And so many business owners go, Oh, I just give that to the bookkeeper or the accountant. That's, That's the numbers. I don't, you know, and for me, you know, on my background, I have an accounting degree and I'm just like, if you don't understand it, you could be going slowly broke with every sale you make if you don't know your numbers. And why wouldn't this translate to your personal life? Like looking at what is my own balance sheet or net worth? What is my cash income and cash outgoing and how do I save first and spend second? So I'm really with you. It's like, it is not that hard. If you can count to 10, you can do it. It's about just having a bit of faith and 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 just getting the help if you need it to understand your own circumstances so that's brilliant yeah that, that's and there's there's something you just hit on which is incredibly important for business owners and really in general if you are doing anything you need to go there's a third piece that in accounting or in business people oftentimes have a profit and loss and they have a balance sheet and they forget the most important thing it's called a statement of cash flows and if you don't understand your cash you can be profitable and starving to death because there's no oh. money and so I think people miss that piece and oh. they get few things and they just start drinking whether it and goes they get up to the end of the year and go, my profit and loss says I've made money, but I look in the bank account. There's nothing there. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is that? I mean, do you really understand your receivables, your payables? Do you understand if like you have to understand what's really going on in the business and it's all about cash. I, I actually had a conversation in, in Europe a few years ago with a guy and he was telling me how great his business was. They were making 50, 60,000 a month. And it was growing. It had been 20000 earlier in the year. And I said, that's fantastic. How much money's in the bank? He said, you're not listening. And I said, I heard what you said. I'm asking a question. He said, no, but we're making 50, 60. I said, how much cash is in the bank? He's like, you're just not paying attention. And then <laughs> he said, you really pissed me off. But I realized the problem is I don't have any cash in the bank. And I said, I know. That's why I asked you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that whole, you know, uh, revenue is vanity. Profit is sanity. And it's that, and then, then the, but cash flow is always king, you know, and it's, so important to keep an eye on that. And that, and that translates from business to personal as well. And this is what I see, you know, we're talking about success and 
people who have the flash cars and people go, oh, look at their car. But they're financed to the eyeballs. They're, they're paying an insane amount of money for a vehicle that just gets them from A to B like a very cheap one would. But there's something about I have to have it for whatever reasons. And culture, we have a lot of Southeast Asians in Australia and, and they're known for face and having to look good and having the right car and the right house and the right location. But the cost is insane. Uh, for, for some people who just literally can't afford it. Okay, so that was the your first one is about like you know get your numbers happening. What's an, what's another tip for for people to re- release themselves from financial bondage? Well, I mean, acknowledging the truth, you 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 made the the comment about the top line and the bottom line. It's I mean, that's that's where we need we need to be honest about what's what's real because it's it's easy to say or it sounds good. Like I had a two million dollar business. And it's like, oh, that's good. Well, no, not when your margin is one or two percent. You starve to death. And it's the same thing when you're making a half a million dollars a year. It sounds good, but if you actually did an MRI on you, on yourself, you'd find out you're toxic and, and you're on your way to cancer because it's so it's so destructive. So, I, I think it's it's taking the ego away, meaning the top line. Ego is all about the top line, mm. the big number, and really going to the bottom number and understanding the trend. So you have to know the trend. You can say, hey, I made this much money. Okay, great. What was it last year? And basically, what is that telling us about where it's going? I, people oftentimes tell me, and this is, this is the, the other point, that they, they have an idea of who they are and they want to explain that. And I say, yeah, but the problem is your calendar and your bank statement tell me a different story. Yeah. You tell me you value X and I tell you it's Y because that's what is real. So if you want to understand you, if you want to understand what you really value, have somebody that you respect that will tell you the truth. Look at your calendar and your bank statement with you. And then you can get to the core of what you're doing and what's driving you. That is what most people don't want to do because the numbers don't lie and you can't get away from it. It's just, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So you know, those with somebody else can change your life because you can start to rearrange what you're doing and, and really understanding who you are. That's where you start to, to reframe and reinvent. Yeah, there is something about dealing with facts. I know when I'm working with my clients, I'm like, okay, I, I don't want to know about your marketing. I don't know. About, I want to know the facts. Show me the facts. And, and as you say, cutting away, basically cutting away the crap and getting down to the core and then, because and only by being vulnerable and being willing to do that, are you going to be able to be able to make progress? So that's that's fabulous. Um, before we, yeah, we, that's yeah, exactly. No, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was I was going to say that, that one of the things that I've missed in the in the past um, when when I lost the money it was because I stopped listening to other people when my ego took over, and I, I was with Ryan Holiday who wrote "Ego Is the Enemy" uh, in recent weeks. I, we were spending some time together, and he was talking about the ego a lot. And, I, and one of the mistakes we make, either we don't have a mentor or we don't have, or we get rid of a mentor because we think we know everything. And so that's the other tip. If you want to shift your life, if you want to find more success, you got to get feedback on your blind spots and yeah. you need to have somebody. And I'm not talking about your cousin or your spouse. I'm talking about somebody that you're paying. So you'll pay attention that will give you honest, candid, timely feedback on reality. So if you don't have that person, that may be the next step in your life. Find that person. Yeah. yeah. So what's, um, What's the next step for you, Damien? You know, you've, you're recreating your focuses on sharing, uh, uh, freeing a million people from financial bondage. So what's in your business? What's your next steps to, to help do that? It, it's, it's one person at a time. Um, it's, it's continuing to do that. It's, it's, it's giving people the tools and then it's not only inspiring people with tools, but it's showing them the next step to take action with the tools because you can give, you know, as much as I love Tony Robbins, when you go into an event and Tony hits his chest and everybody gets excited and their state changes. That's interesting. But then three days later, people are mostly back to their life. And 
And so my job is to not just make, give somebody an experience of happy and bliss and all that. It's, it's giving them a way to make that stick. And so that's, that's what these tools are. It's, it's, it's helping people understand the rhythms of going to the gym and working out so that the muscle lasts. So it's not just an experience. It's not just a high, a dopamine hit in, into their brain, but yeah. something where they look down and they go, ah, I've built the muscle of my life and I've got the confidence. So it's, it's constantly helping them take the next step so that they can truly be free and they're not relying on somebody else as a crutch. Yeah. And it's really interesting. The number of people I know who've been to a Tony Robbins or a training course of some description and then go, yeah, I'm going to do this, made all these decisions and a month later gone, what have I done? Because it is, it's that very short term versus that, okay, slowly but surely long term, let's work at this and let's get there. That's, that's the, 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 the thing that people do. I was um, talking with some folks recently and, and they, we were talking about my business and what I'm doing with people and their retirement and, and, and they said, that's awesome. So what else are you doing? And I said, what else? Nothing. And, they, and it was very confusing because typically it sounds better if you're doing 50 things and if you're super busy. And, and I thought, wow, that's a really different space. I do very little. I focus on saying no most of the time mm. and going very, very deep in my life. And it's, sometimes it seems like it's really like kind of pathetic. And then I look around and I go, wow, y'all are going a mile wide and an inch deep. And I'm just drilling down to the middle of the, you know, the core of the planet in my life. So that's a, that's a huge difference. And I think we're, we're really, we struggle with not doing everything all the time. Yeah. And the trick, the hack, if you will, is to say no most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's a, um, a magnificent piece of advice. You know, just say no way more often. Damien, hey, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a great pleasure chatting with you. If people want to find out more about you and get in touch and find out about your book and the, start, the services you offer, what's the best way they can get in touch? I visit DamienLupo.com. Come, come check out my books and, and uh, drop me a line and uh, let me know how I can help you. And, and maybe w- something that you took away from, from hearing us today that I can share with more people when it really hits you, I think it'll hit other people. So giving me that feedback is really awesome. Great. Fantastic. I'll put, that, I'll put a link to the sh- in the show notes as well. Uh, Damien, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. You've been listening to another episode of the Get More Success Show with your host, Warwick Mary. I look forward to your company next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening and until next time, enjoy your success.